0: Get them fired up and get them to the staging lanes, baby, because 8th Mile Apparel is now carrying Gorn Bracket Racing merch. Hats, T-shirts, hoodies, and much more can be yours today by visiting 8thmileapparel.com. We appreciate each and every one of you guys supporting the Gorn Bracket Racing YouTube and Facebook pages.
1: What's up everybody, February 20th, 2024, episode 145 of the Go on Racing Live Show on Facebook and YouTube. Hit the like, share, subscribe, whatever platform you're watching on. If you're listening on the podcast a little while later, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget to thank those people who help us out and get this free. You ever guess our racing products, BRG 3D printed parts, Syntex printing out there in Temple, Texas. Driven racing oil, or you can use the code GBR10 and get yourself 10% off your order. Proform parts, visit proformparts.com. Get you some carburetors, starters, alternators, tools. They got tons and tons of tools, man. Look them up for sure. I got one of everything on those. And a Crew Chief Pro software. You got a new combination early in the year. Crew Chief Pro will get you figured out, tell you what dead on is or where it's at and how to get there. And of course, if you want these hats, You want these shirts, you want whatever's on the screen behind me, 8thmileapparel.com. That's where you get all of those going bracket racing merchandise items. We appreciate all you that are buying all those and supporting us because it really helps us out and gets the word out to everybody else, gets more of that bracket racing content out there. So, George, man, what's going on? Is it warm at your house?
0: Man, I think it's in the 80s today, dude, and uh, that's pretty cool, you know, um... Definitely a really good day. I'm, I I want to knock on some wood here, but my desk is glass. If didn't anybody know it, so that won't do us any good. But I'm hoping that we've uh, we've broke that winter weather. The way it's feeling out here, uh, minus Saturday, it kind of got 27 degrees that night. But the way it's feeling around here, we've we've kind of turned the bend. Um, this week is going to be in the 60s all week long, and even into the 70s coming on the weekend. Well, that's no good for old George, because I still got to play Papa George, meaning my boy is uh, playing basketball, and I'm the basketball coach. So, Saturday, I get the beautiful job of coaching his team, as opposed to staging it up out there at Texas Motorplex with a lot of these uh, Texas boys for for uh, the, the the bracket program they're going to be putting on this year, which I know everybody's heard quite a bit about in this area. I'm pretty sure it's probably made its way through most of bracket racing with the The host of said said event being uh ryan gleghorn so definitely looking forward to to staging it up out there eventually um as the race car is pretty much ready now i just can't go racing so um nah man how's the weather where you are
1: so far so good man it's uh it's supposed to be sunny all week. This weekend is going to be the first week for me to finally be able to get out. It was a little too cold last weekend, so we couldn't go do Winterfest. Um, I think that might be pushed off. It's it's always an iffy thing. You need, you know, whenever you're trying to race in January, what are you going to do? Um, so everything being weather dependent, but Galat has its first race this weekend. i hoping the only day it looks like there's going to be rain, it looks like there might be a little bit of rain Friday morning. And they have test and tune that night starting, I think, at four o'clock or something like that. So I'm really hoping that they have that. Uh, I'm really hoping that the weather holds up. But ultimately, I guess as long as it doesn't rain Saturday and Sunday, that's what really matters. But uh, it'd be nice for me, man, because I did a ton of adjustment on the suspension of the Nova. Um, I plotted a bunch of stuff out and I didn't have as much anti squat as I thought that I did initially when I did it, the old school method where you just do the neutral line idea um, of where your rear tire contacts the ground and draw the line up. Well, I got it, my hands on an actual program and put in all the measurements and everything, and it turns out what I thought was, I thought, and it's a ladder bar car, so I can't really do a whole lot with it anyway, but anyway, I dropped the, I dropped the front bar down a hole and then of course I had to readjust the pinion angle which is a huge pain on that car because it doesn't have turnbuckles on anything because those ladder bars were probably built 30 years ago so to adjust the pinion angle and then check it you have to take the entire ladder bar out both of them so you got to do all this twice you got to take the take the tires off well it's a back half car with 14 5w's on it so first thing you got to do is let all the air out of the tires drop the suspension all the way down take the take the wheel and tire out and push it all down, get it all out. So that's a huge pain. Then, of course, take the whole ladder bar out, adjust all your himes where you think they need to be, put it all back in, do the same thing on the other side, then put it all back together, air the tires back up, set it on the ground, and check the pinion angle. Mm -hmm. And if it's right, then cool, you lucked out. If it's not, you get to do it all over again, man. And uh, long story short, I still need to adjust it a little bit more, and uh, it's been a nightmare and i i don't wish having to do that on anybody it's a huge huge pain whenever you don't have turnbuckles on ladder bars so uh anyway um
0: and knowing you you probably had to do it, it all bunch, yourself too you know you didn't have anybody oh, yeah. extra, extra no, I, hands to have to go into it with you so probably yeah. a little bit easier of a job if you got somebody sitting there to do it with you as opposed to having to do it all by yourself you know
1: Well, yeah, man, it would be, I mean, essentially it'd be half as much work and you don't really even have to have someone smart because you literally are doing the exact same thing. Just do what I do type thing. Yeah. But I mean, man, and you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have the big shop built yet. So we only have a two car garage. So then you're kind of squeezing around, around everything with everything jacked up and man, it's, uh, you know, it's needless to say, my back still hurts from working on that on Sunday all day. So uh and I still got to do a little bit more work on it. But, uh, you know, hopefully it'll all be worth it. I think now that I got it all plotted out where I want it, um, you know, it's as good as it's going to get. Like I said, a ladder bar car, you can only do so much with it, but it's going to be a lot better than it was, I think. And uh we'll see what happens. I mean, ultimately, you could. You can have the biggest piece of junk in the world, and it's going to go down a lot. So, I mean, I'm not really going to learn a lot this weekend other than the fact that, yeah, it didn't go crooked.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Hey, big shout-out, Eric Salin in the house, man. Uh, if you guys don't know it, O.E.'s got the EZ light created. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Hopefully, we get a chance to get you some footage of that thing in action. But I'm one of the guys at the racetrack where I have to put a flashlight in my mouth or have my wife hold her cell phone down in my gas tank. Um, fuel tank, whatever you want to call it, so I can fill the Joker up without spilling a whole gallon of of methanol on the on, on the dang ground. So that easy light's pretty neat. Comes on, you take your lid off, man, flip a button, your doggone lights on, lighting the whole doggone gas tank up. So Eric, man, that's a great idea. Hopefully, we get a chance to get some some footage of that, get that showing out over here in the GBR communities one of these days, pretty soon. So uh, special shout out to everybody. I see Lorenzo Martin chiming in. Mac McLean is in the building. You know uh, the, the usuals. Everybody starting to come on in, and and uh, Greg Clark, man, welcome to the show. And uh, if you guys got any thoughts on today's uh, today's topic, it's definitely going to get interesting here. I see Kevin Little telling me that I can race on Sunday. I really don't think I can, man. There's a lot more going on just besides coaching. Get to welcome in town for. Uh, I guess it's been about two years since I seen my father-in-law. So we had quite a bit of uh, family things going on this week too. So it's going to be a pretty uh pretty uh packed out weekend for me. Uh, but, um, definitely Casey, as we get ready to move through today's episode, it's 145, which, uh, really doesn't seem like we've got that many dog on episodes, Casey, but I guess we've been at it a little bit longer than what we give credit for. What are we going to talk about today, man? Oh yeah,
1: man. (laughs) Well, um, I don't really know yet, man. The, uh, we didn't really come up with any ideas. We're in that no man's land time where it's racing's happened. And it's also just around the corner, but we're in a little no-man's land area. So, um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's enough, I guess. You know what I mean? Especially right now, and and one of the hot topics, I think, in my area, and I'll get your take on this as far as what you feel is happening at the local level in your area, but, man, there are a lot of bracket programs seemingly going on here in the Texas area. We're going to have Extremes program. We're going to have Texas Motorplex program. I gotta have another program. I said Texas, but Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, they might as well. Not anyway. I, I'm not even gonna finish that. But Oklahoma's right across, the, right across the way with Ardmore's program. At the same time, Wichita Falls is coming into the mix, and I think they're gonna have a pro program. So, lots of drag racing going on locally in my area, Casey. Man, what about in uh, where you are? You got a, quite a few, uh, quite a few different programs you're gonna be hitting this year
1: oh yeah man north carolina we probably have i would i would think it wouldn't be a stretch to say we have the most programs but yeah. uh i mean uh obviously like i said galat's race it's not a points race this is what they call it a cupid classic um uh, single entry only because they pack it out every year it's going to be two days this week it's uh only 150 dollars to run for five grand both days in uh top et and i think it's either two or three grand on the top for uh mod et which is foot break only only 100 bucks for for the weekend for that um twice so and i wouldn't be surprised as long as the rain stays away i wouldn't be totally surprised if there wouldn't be a gambler's race on friday night but uh we'll see how that goes it's not on the schedule so we'll see how that goes but obviously we got the galop program i'll run the vast majority of those i'll probably run most of the time whenever kinston's open uh Might hit coastal a few times. Fayetteville's opening back up. I really want to go to Roxborough a decent amount this year because they've done a lot of repaving up there. Lorenzo Martin over there in North Carolina, Bracket Racing Page, been posting a ton of uh, information about them. They're going to do a. uh, They actually have a pretty cool 549 door car index and a 50 door car index that they're running this year. That's going to be an eight car qualified field. That's that's a real good deal. Where uh, whatever the entry fee is, if you win first round, I, obviously you're already in the semis. You make like 25 bucks already, um, and then you would just run the other program on top of it. I would assume that's what I would do. Um, so we got a lot of stuff going on, man. I I would really like to uh, haven't been to Piedmont yet. I'd like to get over there. Um, yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff. Uh, Rockingham. We talked to Dan yeah. and uh, Al, I believe, at, uh, which yeah, that video is going to be coming out on Going Bracket Racing channel. Uh, um, here in a little bit, maybe here in a couple weeks, our interview we did at PRI with them where they were explaining all the updates. They're grinding the track now. They had new concrete grinding all the track down now. Um, so, they pretty much have a race every single weekend something's going on they have a lot of big money stuff going on over there they got their own points program they got the big john race always there um yeah man so there's no shortage of racing out here if it's and the good thing is it's far enough apart where now if you really want to go racing you can kind of run away from the weather depending on which direction you're going so i'm gonna have to take advantage of that a little bit
0: definitely Definitely. Got a, got a comment in the chat out of Greg Clark, man. I'm not seeing you around uh, very often, Greg, but welcome to the show. He says, how about them Patton boys? Man, if you missed last week's episode, we got a chance to speak with Ryan Gleghorn, who who helped, uh, f- I believe it's uh Flickr Promotions, put on that race. So definitely get a chance to go back and listen at that. It was a pretty, pretty doggone epic weekend for those Patton boys, kind of tag teaming everybody out there, but not... Not anything that I would say is out of the question. We know Hunter Patton very well. I know of his brother pretty well already just by watching him, you know, watching posts on Facebook and, and Motor Mania a little bit here and there. Uh, obviously, he done quite a bit of winning all last year. just wasn't on the big stage. So it doesn't shock me to see anybody with the last name Patton um, related to the, you know, to Hunter uh, being a pretty good driver. Um, it, Obviously, he gets it from somewhere, and I think uh, Derek's his older brother. Am I right, Casey?
1: Yeah, that's what Ryan said. Um, yep. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is you don't want – which they already have now, man. They've already started their role, um, and, and they're way out in front as far as the points go. I'm sure Derek's way out in front. I want to say that the final uh, the final call on it that I saw was, I think, 43 rounds won that week. Um, that probably includes shootouts and things like that as well. Uh, but still, I mean, a lot of them were in eliminations and, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Patton might be one and two in the points, if that's how they're, they're doing them right now. I mean, he's
0: probably got both of them in the top 10 for sure. Well, he's got protection too, because his, his brother's probably right there behind yep. him. You know what I mean? So yep. Patton boys, uh, not, just like the John force crew right now, you got, you got two cars you got to deal with and they're double you know, entered. so you probably have to deal with them quite a bit.
1: And speaking of, speaking of Flickr promotions, obviously we talked about their big time points program. And I noticed also that Montgomery International Dragway is giving away a C7 Corvette uh, Roadster to whoever wins their top ET championship this year. So it's really cool to see a, I'm pretty sure I might've saved the flyer here. Let me look. Yeah. Montgomery International Dragway here. Uh, So this is a track championship where you're winning this Roadster. That's probably the biggest track championship I've ever heard of as far as a local program goes. So that's very cool to see that. Um, and then of course they'll win a gold card on top of that. They're winning a fuel tech system with it. Uh, I mean, that's a Charlie Charlie's time, man. Um, I don't know. Who's it chase uh, 2.0 race cars. It says uh-huh. is the name of okay.
0: it. 2.0. I heard. of. So it's it probably yeah.
1: somebody down South,
0: but, yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, man, it, isn't that cool that uh, that a local track would put on something that big? Because I mean, I would think that that roller would be worth bare minimum twenty five thousand yeah, dollars.
0: Yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, shoot, Ed, and that's if it's not more than that. Casey, I don't know how much a C seven Corvette body might hit somebody in yep. the mouth for at this well, point.
1: Well, I can tell you, I can tell you that uh, when I was building my new car, I was looking into what kind of you know, because I could have whatever body I wanted. When you're building a new car, you can build whatever you want if it's glass body. Yeah. So. I was looking, and that C7 body um, was like twelve or fourteen thousand dollars a couple of years ago. So I mean, it's significantly more than any other body. So, yeah. and I assume that a Corvette Roadster body probably is the same price because all you're doing is chopping the roof off, and that doesn't take. That's the easy part. Is the roof?
0: Sure. Yeah. No. I'd I'd imagine it's uh probably going to be quite a bit more than that now. Uh, considering what we've kind of gone through as a country, inflation, this, that, and the third prices are up on pretty much everything right now. And if that was a couple years ago, you looked well, dang it, it's a yep. couple more thousand dollars more, most likely. Right. But uh yep. question over here, it looks like it's from Eric white, long time follower. I know this name quite well. He says, how can we attract more spectators to the local bracket races? Yeah, man, I, I there's a few different, a few different ideas that I have here just to take the question and, and, and put it out there. I know it's off topic of what we're actually going to get into, but, um, just looking at it from the, uh, you know, on the outside looking in, I think IHRA has a pretty good idea behind it, surrounding bracket races with other other spectacle events, be it Pro Mod, be it a no-time class, be it a real steel class, be it motorcycle, I don't care what the deal may be. They're going to get people in the crowd, especially if they do any type of grudge racing. I don't care if it's a prep, prep track or not, but if they do any gambling races, well, there's a big crowd that follows that type of stuff, so that's going to be... Part one, in my opinion, how we surround, you know, super pro, pro, and and no, and and high school, and and trophy, all these classes. How what do we surround them with? Is is the way to get people into the stands? And I also think that we've gotten away from radio play and just the sheer fact of broadcasting set events over the radio, over the airwaves. A lot of people still listen to the radio, especially in the Dallas area. I mean, you get caught in traffic, you never know what the heck you're going to hear. Hell, I remember driving, you know, all those years back and forth to Dallas, and I could probably quote off a few telephone numbers to uh, a- attorneys on the radio that just, as have you been in an accident or you hurt, well, here's our telephone number and let us make you some money. So, it's stuff like that that travels, man, it, and that's the best way to travel, uh, get the word across in my opinion. So, hope I answered your yeah. question. Yep.
1: Yeah. Nova fan, uh, following that up, they need to bring back match racing. I agree with that. Also, that's, that would be the number one way to bring, uh, more fans to the stands because ultimately they're coming to see the match race, but maybe they get interested in bracket racing while they're there and realize, Oh, this is right down the road. We can come out here, drink some beer, uh, fire up the grill a little bit, have a cheap weekend, watch some cars. I mean, there's a lot of people that actually still do that out here. And, uh, you know, ultimately, They just need a reason to come. And they'll stay all day if there are, like, you don't need anything crazy even. There's so many fast door cars and fast dragsters anymore. You could put just a a four-car open outlaw field together and just say it's free entry and put, like, a 1,000 on top or something, Uh, you know, because if you bring the fans in, that only takes at, uh, you know, Maybe if you're trying to pay for that particular scenario, say it's twenty dollars a spectator or whatever. What is that? That that's not a lot of people. That's like five hundred right. spectators right. to make two grand. Right. And then you're making money, you know. Right. So,
0: you know, I see I see a couple other answers in here, and you said charge them twenty. I see Brian Cook here saying don't charge spectators at all. Yeah, I think well, that's a, that. it's it's, make it's it relevant. Make it all at the concession stands. You know, do your best to to check the cars or check for coolers. Make sure they ain't bringing in their own. Of course they're going to, and you're not going to be able to catch it all, but they still got to eat. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just little things like that are. Or if 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 I think it's Pine Valley that may charge per car load, Casey. And Here's you what I would do. as many people in a car and let them in let them in per the car instead of per the person. Go ahead. Let the let the spectators
1: in for free. Tell all the people with local food trucks around that area and say, "Hey, we're expecting to have 500 spectators or whatever." and then charge the food trucks to come in, then you don't even have to open your concession stand and the food trucks just paid for your event, you know? And like, I mean, yep. Charge them the entry fee. And now all these people are hooked on drag racing. Hopefully.
0: I I would have to also say that that's how they did it in Maui. If I remember correctly, um, because uh, well, I know I remember correctly because I went to this one food truck and got some fish and chips Oh, my Lord. That's all I got to say about that. My stomach just growled. I don't know if you heard it in the microphone, but that's how good it, my, my mouth was water. I can't even talk. You know, that was good food. And But there were, I don't know how many food trucks at Maui Raceway Park, and it was packed out there, you know. So, obviously, they've got it down uh, on that as well. Eric Sandlin chimes in and says, a free spectator punch card. Five punches get you a free spectator ticket to the bracket races. Yeah, man. That ain't... I, I'd I'd do one better. Five punches get you a a free entry to whatever race we got going on. Just bring yourself out here because if you got one punch card that's free, that person's probably going to come with five people. You're still going to make money off of four, you know? So, definitely another good idea there. So, anyway, Casey. Yeah,
1: man. Uh, Nick Caputo in, uh, in the YouTube side. One thing I've noticed fan wise at my local track, US 41 in Indiana, is a quick eight series, more spectators show up. So that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. I agree. Uh, Reggie Litch, this is something that he actually mentioned to me last year and I didn't forget about it, but you just reminded me of it. And we'll just talk about it right now. Also, the announcer needs to be mindful of the crowd and not just give out stats without explanations, be interjected about the cars and the drivers as well. And Reggie was talking about this. He said, man, I, I got an idea that you and George need to talk about on here. And uh, the guy we h- had on last week, Ryan Glaghorn, is one of the best at this. Um, he throws out stats and explanations at the same time and why it matters. Big Jed is the original person who who started all this stuff. Reggie said, "Man, my wife was watching this and she liked watching the cars and all this stuff." And he said, "But what she wanted to know is like, where's this guy from? What's what's the story of this guy? Why why do we why are we so excited that this guy's?" Uh, in the hunt for this, like why is, uh, and this wasn't his exact scenario, but I can kind of expand on it saying like, why do you care that Joe Schmoe over here is in a car that, you know, a spectator who's unaware might not realize this car is clearly below average on what it is versus you're, you're got, say, Corey Galletti, the Williams boys, uh, Holloman, Chris Bear, all these guys, and then you got Joe Schmo over here and say, uh, you know, I rock Camaro or something that isn't even the same color.
0: Running so why those. are we so
1: excited? <laughs> or, well, here's a good example. Remember the year at the World Footright Challenge where that little uh, Kia Soul or whatever?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 shoot, I can't call his name. I think his last I name's can't... Sutton. Josh Sutton, I think is who it is.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what his name was either, but all I ever remember was we were all excited because this street car was going like, I don't know, it might not even be going 12s or something. And he was just motoring through them. And you know, the average person would be like, why do we care about this? This isn't even a race car, but you'd hear on the mic, Ryan, and whenever that car'd leave go little kid go or whatever it was, you know, (laughs) and it was cool for everybody though, because everyone's always rooting for the underdog, but some people need to understand why is that an underdog? You know, why are you so excited about this car that isn't even a race car?
0: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, man. Definitely. Um, But those are just some ideas, guys. And uh, again, this was kind of an impromptu open discussion. We weren't really expecting to talk about how to get spectators in the seats, but it's always an interesting conversation. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot more ideas out there. Uh, that we could get into, but I want to go ahead and get us into a commercial break because what you came here to hear is about ready to come off. And you guys have, uh, been following bracket racing all this time throughout the last few weeks. We see some major changes coming, um, in, in areas and we want to know, or is it going to affect other areas? So don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll get into the final, final, final call. And is that the end of the, la- or the last time you'll hear those words in 2024? Got more coming at you. Don't go anywhere. Hit that like and share. BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printed Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177.
1: Innovation never sleeps at ProForm, and we're making our popular Black Race Series carburetors even better by adding new features that will set them apart from the competition. Some of the newest features include a newly designed main body with contoured Venturas for better airflow and a new inside and outside two-step down leg boosters for increased atomization and better throttle response also newly designed fuel bowls with increased internal baffling for better fuel control and the lower fuel ramp for reduced turbulence. there are also some new upgrades to point out the fuel bowls now both include nitrofill floats and the throttle base plate now has slab shafts for better airflow. These new features combine with the fully adjustable high flow main body with screw-in air bleeds, billet metering blocks, high performance billet throttle base plate, And aluminum fuel bowls with sight glass windows makes for a great street strip carburetor that packs a punch.
0: All right. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Going bracket racing live episode number 145. Casey, man, you the the man. Been doing this with you for a while, man. Can't, can't thank you enough for all the time you put into it. I'm sure you feel the same way about me, even if you don't ever say it to me. You know what I mean? I just wanted to throw that out there, big dog. But, hey, can't keep the lights on without Ken Jones Performance, Team 14 Motorsports, TSR Racing Products, ProForm Parts, CrewChiefPro.com for the Crew Chief Pro software, Driven Racing Oil, BRG Motorsports, 3D Printed Parts. I mean to tell you, he can make you anything you want okay i said anything and i mean anything so just let let him know what you need and he can get it done syntax printing uh, out here in temple texas i got some stickers down here i got some big ones i got some little ones uh but thanks for all you do for us eighth mile apparel go and get you some of that gbr merch it's uh weather's getting nice there's some dry fits on there there's regular t-shirts hoodies and you might not need that right now but you might want one when it come winter time so Get, go ahead out there and uh, see what you see. And, uh, of course, those guys ever over at your ad here, here they got the best customer service by far in the country right now. I mean, I mean to tell you, it's great, great, great customer service. Hit up George and Casey over at goingbracketracing.com or, excuse me, goingbracketracing at gmail.com because we don't have a .com yet, Casey. We probably need to work on that, you know. But let's get off into the conversation that everybody's kind of Kind of here to listen to, you know? Been talking about it. I watched uh, most of Drag Champ yesterday and got, got got a couple of good questions in where he had um, uh, Final Call Promotions' uh, very own Jake Hodge on and got to discuss the Shot Clock, which... Uh, definitely is uh, breaking news, but we want to go over something a little bit different, guys. And if you saw the in- entry to the to the screen there, if you saw our thumbnail to the video, you see a staging lane and you see the words "final, final, final call." Is this the last year we're gonna hear those words? Is what I want to get into, Casey. What are your thoughts, man? Is there a method or a remedy? to the biggest elephant in the room in the first place, as it pertains to getting races done quickly. Uh, Some people may not struggle as much as others, but a lot of people struggle with just getting the cars in the staging lanes. That goes for on the big money scene and the local bracket racing level. Is there a bigger elephant in the room uh, other than the, uh, the staging timer? What do you think?
1: Well, we talked about a little bit with Ryan last week. And my opinion on that whole topic is that I thought that, uh, the shot clock deal uh obviously it can't be a 60 second deal that would be dangerous but there needs to be more of a time frame of hey we made a call hey we made another call hey we made another call that's it and if you're not here it is what it is because you know there's plenty of time to get to the lanes and seemingly people kind of drag their feet kind of like ryan was saying actually uh you know nobody wants to go down the track first uh except for chad duke right. chad duke i don't know if he even listens to this but he's always the first one in the lanes if you're running the usually i want to say runs well anyway if if you run the opposite lane as chad and you're the first one in the lanes you're running chad i can assure you of that at glott motorsports park <laughs> but, uh, but anyway yeah man there's plenty of people that just don't want to be the first one up for various reasons. And I think that that's really the side of things we need to work on as far as speeding the races up, because I gave you a scenario a little bit earlier today when you brought it up, which is even, I think I said one second, if there's 500 cars and it's one second and everybody takes one second longer for everything, then that ends up taking like 30 minutes more right there by the end of the race. One second. Yeah. So, you know,
0: we were we were talking about just kinda of one of one of the areas at which after we are in the lanes and everybody has made it before that final 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 call, staying with your vehicle. You know, that's that's I know everybody wants to be social, including myself. So definitely find a group of people within a couple of feet of your race car instead of heading all the way to the front of the lanes and and, and kind of moseying around up there. You never know when they're going to call or start pulling lanes, and then you're late to get back to your car. That might be one minute. Well, that compounds because you're one minute behind, but so is everybody else at that point. Or whenever we're close to the starting line or getting ready to move out, get your get, get everything on. I mean, start your car and move forward. You're you're slowing up the program. You're just sitting there putting on your belts. Anyway, there there are many ways to kind of keep it going there, but... Uh, definitely hinting off of your uh, your thought process, one minute compounds into 30 if, if multiple people do it. That's a, that's valuable time, especially piggybacking off of Final Calls, the, their location in Exenia. I don't know how you say it. I don't know if it's Xenia or Exenia. I just think of Xena Warrior Princess, and I know her name wasn't Exenia Warrior Princess. So it's it's spelled pretty similarly, but that track has a curfew. So there's definitely something that has to happen there. Um, Casey, um, yeah, no, but the final, final, final call, like you're saying, it could be very simple. You make one call, you make two calls, you make three calls and then we're on a timer. You guys can't get to the lane after three calls and those cones go up. I don't want to hear it after you get this DQ'd. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably going to be a fun conversation for somebody. I nominate Jake Hodge to have that conversation. Just think that he's going to be the best one to handle it, in my opinion. But from there, I feel like that thought process needs to be carried Across the board, not just at Final Call promotions, let's get CP on board. Let's get Spring Fling boys on board. Let's get SFG. Let's get everybody into a TB. uh Great American. If everybody's doing the same thing, you eliminate the ability for somebody to say, "I didn't know that they were going to close the lanes on me." And that's one thing I think needs to be brought to the light a lot sooner than later. You know what I mean, Casey? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I've never understood the. uh I've never understood the. Let's wait and see what everybody runs, philosophy, because everybody kind of thinks that they're going to learn a little bit, and you will. But so is everybody you're running. So it it doesn't make any sense, uh, really, when you look at it from the outside in as to why you would want to uh, do that, because everybody else knows better what they're going to run too. So it doesn't make any difference if you get up there first or you get up there last, because everybody's in the same boat with the guy in the other lane, as long as they're halfway paying attention
0: yeah um
1: you know so so that philosophy is just something that's built into everybody that i don't think that they've actually thought through completely um but there there can't only be one call because there's a million times every track's like this um you know no matter where you are there's a certain area of the track you just can't hear so a lot of like for example most people at least in top you can look out and be like, Oh crap, all the dragsters are it's up there. Done. That's obviously top. <laughs> and so you got to get going or you just look around and say, Oh, that guy's running top also. And I can't hear, and he seems like he can. So just watch him or whatever. Well, oh, uh, so you can't just have one call, but I do think that you could have, you know, whatever they think the call spacing should be like top ET to the lanes and maybe 10 minutes later, make another call. Maybe 10 minutes later, say, this is it. You got five minutes and, you know, I don't see an issue with saying, look, man, if if our track has a curfew and we can't get races done and it's because people aren't up here in the lanes and we're waiting on you, I'm sorry, man, there's 200 other people here that we're not waiting on. So, you know, like I said, it's not like they're going to say, hey, get on up here. If you're doing any kind of paying attention, which you should be at a racetrack because it's not exactly a safe place to be, then you should be able to figure out when you need to go up or not.
0: Here's another another scenario, and and, and in a second, I'm gonna go into the chat because I see some pretty good comments in on the uh, Facebook side here. Uh, I see one from uh, Mick Saunders. He's saying a great idea is to get spectators. Would be a betting app. Mick, man, you're a uh, you're you're a little behind the eight ball there. You might want to go back and look at uh, um, Win Light Bets uh, episode going bracket racing. Had that app is already here, and it will co- it will connect into the track. And give you live updates on races and things of that nature. But great idea. It's just that somebody already created it. But Casey, one thing I'd like to say here, uh, along the lines of get them to the lanes after final, final, final call, has you know we don't want to get that far. Is I, I defend us racers in certain places, right? How often do you go to a racetrack? And maybe not at a lot. Maybe not at extreme. I think maybe every now and then at extreme and Ardmore, but. How often do you go to the racetrack and they've made their final, final call and not one single car has gone down the doggone racetrack? Okay, so hurry up and get to the lanes just to stand here because we're not even ready for you. So there are a, a few different ways in order to keep everybody ready to keep moving. If we can eliminate even that on the track operation side of things to where don't call me to the lanes if the track if the tractor still has to go up and down 15 more times before we can go. You know what I mean?
1: But at the same time, that that's probably because the track's probably trying to counteract all the races, not getting up there, because be. maybe that's a place where they know that people typically don't
0: get going. It could be. Until you look around those lanes and you see every single lane is full and they're wrapped out all the way out the gate, that's not a problem with the racers coming to the lane at that point. We're sitting there 20, 30 minutes sometimes, not going down the track. Well, don't call the racers to the track until you're ready for them to go. So I can hear racers having that as a rebuttal to the um, final, final, final call, and then you're going to shut the lanes. Well, you guys will call us to the lanes and we'll just be sitting there. I don't want to just sit there either. That gets old. And number two, in Texas, it'd be 110 degrees. I'm still sitting in the lane. I don't want to sit in the lane at 110 degrees if ain't no cars going down the racetrack. Now, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure other people feel the exact same way. So I want to defend the racer as well here and not just cast stones at, you know, all of us for being so tardy uh, getting to the lanes. I don't know if that happens on your end, though, Casey. You guys might run just as smooth as possible, like a lot. You know, never never get to the lanes to just hurry up and sit there, even if nobody didn't oil it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say out here, man. There's a, a lot of people out here are like, you know, second, third, fourth generation racers. So whenever those people come to the track, they're ready to race. And people out here especially, you know, this is one thing also that double entry actually helps. Double entry helps people get to the lanes quicker because they know they want to have that cool down time. So this is one scenario where double entry actually speeds up the race as opposed to, you know, I'm talking in a scenario of, you know, 200 cars double entered making 400 versus 400 individual cars because those 200 guys know they got to come back around again. So they need to get down the track so they can get back to the trailer, cool down, come back to lanes again.
0: Right, that's a true statement for sure. We'll take a couple of comments out of the chat because they are rolling in on this end. So uh, I'm looking at Brent Alford's uh, comment here. He says, I'm not sure what it takes some people so long or why it takes them so long. I'm not scared of going out first. Of course, he's speaking for himself. and we're going bracket racing, uh, your opinion matters to me. So he's not scared to go out first. Uh, we come to race, we can hang out after the race. Sometimes tracks are too soft. And don't want to hurt someone's feelings if they can cut back um off the, cut the back of the lanes off. And he's basically saying this is why um we don't see a lot of enforcement on the back of the lanes. What do you think, Casey? Are we are are we too soft sometimes? I mean, dude, if I call you final, 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 I mean it guys, this is the last time. Final. I mean it. Okay, I mean it. And it's twenty minutes later and we still don't got everybody in the lanes. Hey man, there's gotta be a breaking point.
1: Well, the thing is, too, is that there always is going to be the time where, and I've been in this scenario before, where somebody's trying to rush around and like maybe something broke or they're trying to fix something and it's like, say, fifth round and they're trying to hurry up and get back to the lanes and, uh, you know, maybe that would be a time where if a, if a track is saying, no, bottom line, the lanes are closed type thing, you can give everybody one break a year, write their number down, write their car number down, say this your one break a year, man. So that way, if you use your break dragging your feet, The time you finally need it, it's like, you know, don't cry wolf if there's no wolf. You know, that's essentially what you're doing. So you can give them one break and be like, look, man, you know, this is it. If you use it this weekend, then I'm sorry. Whenever July comes around, you know, it is what it is. We're not waiting on you.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Hold on a minute here. I've seen a couple more. Kevin Grider's actually chimed in and said something here. Let me see. Kevin said, worst thing I hate is hearing call after call to get in the lanes and cars are literally backed up to the loop at certain tracks. So almost vice versa of what I said before about being in the lanes and there's just so many cars there. And there's not there's not a single pair on the racetrack. Nobody's doing burnouts. Nobody's staged up. KG is basically saying, "I hate the final, final, final call when the lanes are fi- full as all get out." What are we trying to prove here? All the cars are already here. Maybe we should trickle it in. Maybe it'll help keep commotion out. Maybe there's no there's no barriers to getting around to certain lanes, depending on what track you're at. You know. Um, so that's a that's a, a very good comment in my opinion. What do you think? Well, some of
1: those those can go back to, again, what Ryan was saying on our show last week, where they started using colors. You know, people started using colors, so that way you say, hey, man, let's get the green up here. Let's get the yellow up here. Let's get the blue up here. And maybe some of these tracks that are having tons and tons of uh, entries, even on their local programs, maybe they just need to issue a color to X amount of cars and then issue X amount of cars, you know, and, and maybe you need colors All in your weekly in events at some of these tracks.
0: Yep. That, that's Ooh. pretty that's pretty solid, man. Jeremy Roma, Rosenthal chimes in here. He says, uh, how about going to more of a chip draw? Because a lot of the problem that why people are waiting here, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, Jeremy's thought, but a lot of the reasons why people are raising is they're trying to duck hunt. They're just waiting back there duck hunting, or they see a guy across the way, they're like, I don't know this guy, he don't know me, maybe I can come to the lanes with him and line up. And get me an easy round win. I think that happens a little bit more than we know. You know what I mean? I, I guarantee you, it's happened to me. I, I think I got the win light uh, that time it happened too. I'm not going to name any names, but I put six total on that boy. And uh, you shouldn't have been cherry picking me. I no, I know I'm not very much of a, I'm not much much of a racer. You might not know me, but double a one dead five, you you'll know me next time, won't you? <laughs> but stay back. But that's a good comment. What do you think? Uh.
1: I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't. I Any definitely don't pick? think do, that people. Do you work.
0: think that they cherry pick? Because I do. I definitely think they cherry cherry. Not picking out here. Them. They don't. Because I don't think work out out it works out for you out here. Yeah. Every, yeah,
1: I got you. Man, every this I can tell you. I I tell everybody this. This is the hardest place that I've ever raced ever. And I mean it's it's uh you have to go up there being ready to be at least fifteen total, or you're a sitting duck out here and you know, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Actually, I was talking to Cody Strickland about this whenever I was picking up my fuel, uh, last weekend. And I told him, I said, man, I said, uh, you know, I've won races in other places in the Midwest and stuff, but I said out here, I just feel like the, the guy that, the guy that we would think is just an average racer in North Carolina is going to be a top tier racer anywhere else they go in the country. And I, Firmly believe that, and I just I I don't know what it is out here. I don't know if it's because we race so much more. I don't know if it's I mean out here, you know, ten years ago was a lot more common, but this year, for example, with Fayetteville opening back up, you could race Friday next week or two weeks from now. Sorry, next Friday you could race at Fayetteville on Friday night. You could race at Galat Saturday and Sunday, and if you double all that, that's six races that you raced in one weekend. Yeah, man.
0: Yep. But one of these days, one of these days, old George is gonna actually his dreams might come true. He might come into a little bit of money one of these days, you know? And I'm gonna host a going bracket racing event that says, I want North Carolina, I want Texas, I want St. Louis, I want anybody who thinks they can make it happen. Come on to the same location. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, I hear a lot about North Carolina, but it's seemingly that way everywhere right now i don't care where you are in bracket racing if you're not coming with something if you don't come with a good package you're going home i don't care where you're at okay you might get a a low run here or there which you get everywhere i don't care how you look at it right but one of these days we're gonna have the best of the best because we need to put this whole north carolina's better than everywhere else argument that i've been hearing either we need to prove it or we need to put it to bed that's where i'm at I'm sorry I had to say that, man. It just it's just been festering with me for since since PRI. I made the same I made the same comment at PRI if you remember. <laughs> anyway, Kirk Cunningham is in the house here. He's saying, uh, basically, I'm gonna paraphrase Kirk. He's basically saying we don't need 100 cars in the lane in order to to get cars down the track. If there's 100 cars there already, let's wait a minute. Let's give a couple of seconds. Your first call, maybe your first call gets you a, a 50 cars. We'll make your second call when there's 25 cars left and you got 50 more or your third car when when i don't know but there's got to be a method to the madness here final 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 call but you got 200 cars in the lanes right so again i knew the racers would kind of chime in on certain things and be like there's already enough cars there but there's still that same issue that says we got people who don't come to the lanes when they're called so we got to figure that out one way or the other casey what do you got on uh on youtube any any comments
1: well, Nick Pluto, when they say doubles to the front, they mean doubles to the front. Uh, Tom Worthington, uh, how about how about the start time advertised as 12 noon and you're still waiting for the first call to lanes at 1? Uh, Racer Ralph, uh, I guess for Racer Ralph is what that's supposed to mean. I'm the duck at VMP.
0: <laughs> he says he's a duck. here's a jimmy nobles chiming in i'd seen him in a while he says why wait if cars are not in the lanes when the buy car gets ready to go out sorry for your sorry for your luck basically turn it around yeah man if yep. it gets down to the buy car and you're not here i don't like that scenario anyway because this this plays a is serious in my opinion it puts the buy car at a serious disadvantage you've watched all these cars go down the dog on track If you're me, you've counted how many cars are left in the lanes before it gets to you. You get ready to strap in, and all of a sudden, here comes a blown dragster that's just rolling around. She was late. Boy, She, I flinched so bad that round, it was pathetic. All right? So, basically, uh, this was also at PRI Casey. We were talking with Cindy Wiggins, and uh, this happened at Gateway where I got the buy run. I'm like, yeah, I'm geeked. I got the buy run, and then a blown dragster rolls around. This, first, this is one of the first races I've ever been in. I ain't never heard no blown dragster just in the other lane next to me. Uh, anyway, I was oh, intimidated. Wow.
1: When I was they got intimidated. They're real loud.
0: And she had zoomies, and I was intimidated. Yeah. You know, the Wiggins crew, they come with be noise. Like, <laughs> be
1: like Jamie Holston's car. Everybody out here, everybody in the state of North Carolina knows what I'm talking about. Sound like a top fuel dragster going down the track every time Jamie's down there. And then he'll get down there and rack it about five or six times before he goes across the finish line and it about shakes the stands down. <laughs>
0: Wes Ellis is here. He's saying, uh, at first he said hi, and he says the color the color uh, theory or calling them in in colors or in groups has always worked at any event that he's ever put on. I've never really had a negative experience with that either. And you can see right now, even at Spring Fling, they got the groups that they do. And you can see those races actually running pretty smooth based on that. So you're, you might be right, Casey. We might need that at the local level in order to keep keep races going this is just locally of course i know the the grand scheme of things we're trying to get those big money events with tracks that have curfews done a little bit sooner and that's kind of the premise behind all these changes in the first place but again if we start to implement across the board as opposed to show up here it's done this way or show up here it's done that way if we implement rules across the board everybody knows what the rule is at that point you can't say oh there and I'm with Jake Hodge I don't like stage stage lock. It causes more problems than it than it helps. But you go this track and stage lock's not there. You go to that track and stage lock's there. You go over here. Um uh, P- true start is here, but it's not there. There's all kinds of things that we could actually if we could get on the same page with everything we do, everything's going to run smoother just based off of that alone.
1: Here's a, here's an interesting uh, thought Tom Worthington some places say that if you're not in the lanes when the first car stages you're out, and that guy's been Tom put in the chat, how long have you been racing this this guy's been racing for a long long time, so that's an interesting comment. What do you think about that?
0: yeah man read that say that again because i'm sitting here uh I'm sitting here reading Wesley Washington for the next one. Say that again.
1: some places say if you're not in the lanes whenever the first car stages you're out
0: Wow wow that's that's a uh, I wouldn't call that harsh uh, I think that uh, it's definitely depending on where you are there's just so many race cars in some of these areas it's kind of gonna piggyback off what I think Wesley Washington is saying with his but it, it's hard to do that because there's just so many races like you show up to Galat, the there's two 250 cars you yeah. know what I mean you could show to well, sh- show up to extreme there's gonna to be close to 150 cars out there so right. the first car stages yeah, yeah that's gonna be tough. <laughs> because we don't got enough room to put all the cars in the lanes right there. You know, I get yep. it, though. that's It's good, you know. Well, uh, for a smaller
1: track, I guess it could be something that could potentially be implemented.
0: Definitely for a smaller track. You know, you got 40 racers out, maybe 50, 60, uh, anything, under, anything over 80, I would say. 100 is pushing it, okay? Uh, that's, that's quite a few cars. I don't care how you shake it. That's quite a few cars to stuff into the lanes. But Wesley Washington is saying here, we get about 10 pair in the lanes, then start sending them. Racers will speed up their program once they hear cars going down the track, and that is 100%. Yep. If you know your class is on the track and cars are, you hear cars going and you hear dial-ins getting called out, you know it's, whoa, he's down 476. Well, this ain't Pro-ET no more, dog. I've never seen a Pro-ET car run 470s. I won't put it past anybody, but I've never seen it. I don't know about you, Casey. So, uh, good call out right there, Wesley Washington. Um, what else you got over there on uh, YouTube, Casey? Anything? I got a couple more. I think I've ran through most of them already. I got a couple more. This one's out of Austin Thompson. He's saying, maybe not cherry-picking, but there's definitely single injured guys who are trying to avoid running guys who are doubled. That's got to be 100% true, especially at the big money rank. So, uh, Austin, you're spot on, dude. But most of the time, on the big money scale, everybody's calling doubles first. And so if you want to avoid that... When they call your class, you better not be late, dude. Cause those doubles are gonna be getting fueled, maybe cooling a little bit before they come back up. You you meet be at the end of the lanes on, on a race that has double entry, especially the big money races, be towards the end of those lanes. You're gonna deal with somebody who's already been down that racetrack. And that's what I would say about 80% of the time in the back of the lanes.
1: Yeah, well that's uh that kind of goes back to Doug MacArthur's theory, man. That's he told me um Whenever they call double entries, he says, I'm running up with double entries because otherwise you're in that situation that they've been down the track and you haven't. So I've always thought that's odd um, since we've been talking about Galat a bunch. Um, I've always thought it's odd that they call doubles first. They should just call the whole category first because why? Like that doesn't make any sense uh, to me because I understand the idea that they want the doubles up there so the doubles can get back and cool down. Yep. Well, they should just call the whole class because the doubles are in theory gonna get up there and go anyway, and if they don't, that's their problem that they're still hot. I mean, I've been doubled. I've been doubled a ton of times. Late uh, the last last race they had uh, last year that I went to, I think I was still doubled in fifth round. And I mean, my stuff my stuff wasn't hot because I was running it the way I was supposed to to be able to accommodate for it. So I yeah. mean, it's it's whenever when Justin runnered up that night, and everybody says, "Oh, well, I run gas?" The night Justin run it up, he was doubled, I want to say, in fifth or sixth round still. And he runs gas in a full-bodied, all-stock-bodied Mustang running 630s, 620s on the foot brake with a, like a nine-inch tire. So this isn't some little baby motor or whatever. Like, it's a good motor. He's not on alcohol. And his car wasn't hot. So what's the problem? I don't get it.
0: That no, car should have had
1: the most issues.
0: No, I'm with you there, West of Washington. I think he agrees too. He says, "Correct, the whole class should be called first. Only fair way to do it." I agree as well, Casey, because I mean, I understand they're doubled, right? I understand that you got to cater to your doubles, but there's a point in time where we're catering a little bit too much and almost tilting, uh, tilting the deck. You know what I mean? It's almost getting stacked up at that point. So I feel like they call them to the lanes early to cater to the double, give them more time, or give them. Thought I know they're racing against each other, which is weeding out the doubles in the first place. So it's kind of anyway, it's the theory, and it's probably the truth. It's it's probably give and take, though, you know what I mean. I don't know if everybody's just checking to make sure that those cars are doubled that are getting called first. You never know because people can go to the lanes as they want to, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. No, the uh. I've always thought just call the entire class and I've also always, you know, I've been in a situation where I've been singled. I've been in a situation where I've been doubled. Um, I do it a lot of times variously throughout the year depending on how much money I got to spend at the time to be honest with you and uh, ultimately um, if you're going to double enter you need to have a car that's capable of double entering. Does that mean you need to have two batteries? Does that need you need to have an alternator? Do you need to have a bigger radiator? Well that's for you to figure out but the car needs to be Cap- the reason the reason why I have two full-size batteries that would go in a diesel truck in my Nova and an alternator that would go on a truck is because I could race that car for three days straight and just put fuel in it as long as I have no mechanical issues. And it's always going to stay charged. I don't even have to start the generator. There's been times where I haven't started my generator for a month right. because it's, the car's capable of doing what it's doing.
0: Right. Yeah, we, I've got an alternator on my car. It's just habit. For me to start the generator and turn on the and put it on battery charger, that's just habit, right? Uh, but I know that my alternator keep my battery going, especially the Optima that I have in my car. You know what I mean? But uh, I seen Brian Phillips uh, says do away with doubles and run the race. I think that's probably going to happen just off of sheer participation stance. Brian, we're getting a lot of racers uh, entering into these big these big money races, and uh, in order to get them finished. I feel like you'll see the doubles begin to do, kind of went, went away there. Either that or they should adopt Casey's idea to uh, only allow a buyback to a single entered race car, um, which would also speed up the program. Eventually, somebody needs to attempt it. Jake Hodge, you you, you attempt everything else. Go ahead and only give uh, single entries the uh, the actual buyback on a race that, say working man 10 grand gets 500 racers, Jake. Go ahead and give only the single entered driver the buyback, and watch how fast the program goes from there. <clears throat> it has to be a lot quick has to be a lot quicker, in my opinion. So, uh, Brian Cook here says they always want doubles racing each other to eliminate more of them faster. That is the theory. Uh, I don't I don't know if anybody's ever paid attention to if that's actually happening. I think Casey, what you said about people running up and coming up into the lanes when doubles are called. And then a single a single getting into the mix so that they can run with the doubles to have to avoid them later. I think that happens more often than we actually know. So are the doubles actually running the doubles? Or are there's are there a handful of singles that'll get up there with those doubles? Because if you get 50, 50 single inner cars to come up with uh with double entered, heck they're gonna get mixed in, dude. Who knows? Yeah, but
1: listen. What's the difference because the number of entries is the number of entries it doesn't make a difference the only difference yep. is is the thought that you're trying to get rid of the doubles so you're not waiting on them to come around but if you're implementing these ideas that we've been talking about where you're not going to wait on them and you're telling them you got to get up here then that's not a problem either so
0: yep you know yep so grand scheme of things here guys that final 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 call. I think I've seen somebody's comment on YouTube where he says, man, racers know. They understand. It's like talking to your kid. Uh, if you don't do this, I'm going to get you. I'm going to warn you again. I'm going to get you. I'm going to warn you another time and another time and another time and another time. And racers are like, you can keep saying final, 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 all you want to. And you ain't going to do nothing. So I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yep. <laughs> you've, it, until you pop somebody on the hand, especially a kid, and say, I warned you, pop. You won't get any results. This is the way it is, and that's the same thing. I believe it's the same way in drag Race. Not calling anybody out there, kids. By the way, just saying it's the same concept. Yep. Case man. Case man. What you got in closing, dude? You know, uh, we told you an hour would be here before we knew it, and I could keep going on this con- on this conversation. Obviously, I think the the rest of the chat can too, because we're steady getting getting people rolling in here with comments. So, what you got in closing, big dog?
1: man i just hope that uh hope the weather stays away this weekend i'm glad to get to go back to the racetrack i've been getting cabin fever up in here and uh i'm just happy to go to the track man that's that's where i like to like to be at on the weekends get to see a lot of my buddies that i haven't seen for quite a while over the winter time everybody's getting all their stuff get to probably see some new things at the track you know there'll be some people out there with some new combinations especially it being this early in the year um You know, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of cars up there that we haven't seen before simply because people will probably come down from Virginia. People will probably come up from South Carolina. People might come over from Tennessee, too. So, I mean, that's the reason it's single entry, is because everybody comes from everywhere. They want to get racing. So, I'm ready to have a good time this weekend.
0: Yeah, Casey. Read Eric's uh, read Eric's comment in the YouTube side of it. And real quick, I'm gonna go over a couple of races because I hadn't done it yet. So, guys, you know TB Promotions has some races coming up, and so does CP Promotion. Uh, we already seen the Derby City 5K. I do believe that the old electric car driver actually won that. Old uh, Hoff won the the Derby City 5K. He um, says he was I think he might have been 12 average off the tree the whole time he was there. So, congratulations to him for winning that. I got it wrong last. Last week, I thought it was... uh hunter patton who won it no it wasn't it wasn't hunter it was danny hoff so congrats on that race number two is coming up guys it's at beach bend um followed by a whole plethora of good events i'm definitely looking forward to each one of them race number three i do believe i'll be at personally it is in my hometown worldwide technology the twin 50s i would definitely be there for that but i will definitely be watching race number four 250k out there at us 131 raceway so definitely if, if you if you can't get into a good race or you're looking for a good promoter to race with, you can't go wrong with TB Promotions. His his track record speaks for itself. It is a racer who thinks like a racer, who will crack your skull on a racetrack, and then he will also promote uh, very well. So definitely get a good chance at looking at uh, maybe... A- coming to one of his races next up cp promotion is going to be out there in baton rouge quite a bit or in the baton rouge area quite a bit at capital city raceway i do believe um and uh i'm sorry state capital is the name of the racetrack uh, out there for a racer's appreciation and a top bulb of extravaganza Going to be some very, very interesting racing going out there, guys. If you're in the area, I don't care if you're not in the area, it's definitely a race I would uh, look at uh, as a potential to coming out to and having a good time. GBR Media will be on the premises, so if you haven't hit that subscribe button on YouTube, make sure you hit that. That's where the race will be televised live. Um on GBR. So definitely thanks for everything you guys do and, and hitting that subscribe button, but uh, you will be able to catch a couple of races there uh, here just pretty soon. Casey, did you read that question?
1: Yeah. Um, the, so the, the question was how long you get if somebody is having an issue and somebody has let the track staff know um, that's something that, uh, that's something that really just needs to be on the flyer or whatever. Say, Hey, Hey man, let us know you got 10 minutes or something like that. Whenever the last car goes down, you got, you know, whatever it is, maximum amount of time needs to be set ahead of time. That way, if you get there and you're like, man, you know, I don't even have the wheels back on and uh, I got 30 seconds left, then you don't have to try to hurry up and get up there and then maybe leave something loose and something stupid happens. Um, Because we've all been in that situation too, trying to slap stuff together and then being like, man, that was stupid. That could have been bad or maybe it does end up bad. So, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, that's that's just something that needs to be discussed every once in a while. It wouldn't be bad to have a drivers' meeting every once in a while, maybe even if it's only once a year, the very very first race of the year.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, my comments on that. My thought process is, it, it's it's good to be courteous. It is, and that racer who says I have issues, send somebody over there to see if that car's taken apart first, and if the car's actually taken apart, write the racer's car number down. And if, the, if there's still pairs in the lanes, let that joker run through there, in my opinion. You don't have to give him a time limit. And if he gets his stuff fixed, it's an actual, you have confirmed it is a legitimate issue with his race car. Let him in. You know what I mean? Be- because he's got a legitimate reason for the reason why he didn't make your calls. So, I'm not necessarily saying we need to bend the rules all the time, but if you can lay eyes on the car and see that it is actually in pieces, uh, he's maybe trying to do this or that and the other, hey man, make a judgment call there. I don't see anything wrong with judgment calls here. I just don't like if there's a whole lot of people coming to the lanes that didn't come and tell you that there's an issue with their cars, them taking forever to get to the lanes and, and prolonging the whole weekend. So, definitely uh, definitely uh, interesting uh, interesting topic it could be the end of the final 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 call guys in in all reality in 2024 we might not hear that final 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 call no more it might just be the lanes are closed uh sorry you guys if you didn't make it the lanes are closed um not trying to be a butthole about it but that's just the way it is around here so thanks guys for tuning in next tuesday we will have wdra on the show i do believe and uh get a chance to to, to see how they implement their races. Maybe even ask some of these questions if they're going to be maybe looking at doing some of the things we talked about today. But don't miss it. Chime in. Bring your question, Bring your thoughts. Like, subscribe, all that other good junk. And for now, we will see you guys on next Tuesday. Thanks for joining us.